The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome to The Real Money Show. The number one eight seven seven eight silver on the website guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Karaya, and we are here to talk about physical precious metals as well. Hopefully we can get to some natural fancy colored diamonds and talk about where we see that market headed over the next couple of years. But first, insanity, Jerry. The market is insane right now, not just from the demand side, but the pricing side. That's just crazy. It's mm-hmm. just absolutely nuts. And the amount of people trying to get into the market is fantastic. It shows that a lot of people are aware of what's happening. We've been on our soapbox here since 2008 talking about inflation. It's happening and it's it's stealing your wealth. It's just right there. Mm-hmm. You don't really realize it, but the government says 2% and it's more like 5 or 6 and you're just losing that every year. But over a 10-year period, you notice it. Mm-hmm. Today, it is you cannot mistake what is happening to your pocketbook. Can't avoid it. It's unbelievable, and so people are looking for ways to get uh, out of out of cash and into mm-hmm. something that is going to protect them. Today on the show, we're going to talk about AMC because they've got some interesting things happening over at their company. I pulled off a couple of articles from Better Dwelling because it's been a while since we talked about Canadian real estate. Mm-hmm. And I just I just grabbed a couple articles randomly. Mm-hmm. Just complete random. I could just, probably scroll and scroll and scroll. I just grab the first two. Good. Let's see what they're talking about over there with regard to real estate because we haven't talked about that for a while. Um, big elephant in the room, or I guess we should say big bear in the room, is what's going on in Russia and how are they dealing with the gold situation and the currency situation. And that can be pretty interesting. We haven't heard anything from last week on our – about. Uh, about the uh, the bill they were putting forth um, regarding the gold and Russia and not accepting anything having to do with Russian gold. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's start there. Let's start there, Jerry. It looks like, you know, you can have the gold and you don't necessarily have to back your currency with that gold. Is right. that correct? That's what we're seeing right now, Jeremy. So, as we call this month March Madness at the beginning of the month, it has surely been a March Madness, especially with the gold situation in Russia. We saw last week the LBMA delisted a few LB, Russian LBMA uh, gold miners, refiners. They're off the list. Not all of them. There's a few Russian LBMA uh, still listed. But uh, yeah, we were- filed that under the most kindergarten thing the LBMA could have ever done. The mm-hmm. gold that we have from you in Russia is okay. Yeah. Whatever we bought up to last week is fine. Mm-hmm. Anything going forward, though, that's not gold. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing now Russia, one of the largest miners, if not the most influential miners in in, in Asia and Europe, uh, are again, once again, once again, pivoting away from the old SWIFT system. The SWIFT system is the electronic payments platform that can be turned off, turned on if you're good, if you're bad. And in this situation, because Russia bad, uh, they've been removed from the SWIFT system and they've been removed from the LBMA banking cartel. 
Something so, tells me that they were ready for that, though. Well, they certainly were because uh, just last Friday, there was a there was a video conference meeting between the Eurasian Economic Union and China, which in the agreed to design a mechanism for a get this an independent international monetary and financial system. What we saw in Whoa, Russia the last time something like that happened was I think Gaddafi war, war in Libya said I want to I want to start taking oil in in uh, euros. Yes, Saddam things. Hussein, same thing. They, yeah. they these are moves for war. You can't uh, you can't threaten the old system that way without some recourse. But when you have these countries, Russia, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Belarus, Armenia, establishing free trade deals with other Eurasian nations and is progressively interconnecting with the Chinese Belt and Road Initiative. So they are sidestepping freely because they have the gold. And there is a lot of question regarding the ruble. So the, the Russian ruble has been tanking. They've set interest rates at 20%. They're seeing a hyperinflation with the currency. But So, so let's, let's get into that for a second. So, you know, the, the ruble's tanking. All of these companies don't want to work with, with Russia. We're talking about this to try to put a geopolitical spin on what's happening in the physical gold market as well and what how gold functions within the monetary system. Mm -hmm. So the, the ruble's tanking. You know, I remember in Jim Rickard's book, Currency Wars, he, he talked about the war gaming of currencies, of the currency wars. And, he, and I think in, in the game, he... It was either Russia or China, and he just said, okay, I back my currency with gold, and it was like game over, mm -hmm. right? So why doesn't Russia just do that? Why don't they just say, okay, we're backing the ruble with gold? Right. Uh, that was the big question uh, this week, and uh, we realized through some reporting from Pepe Escobar of the of thecradle.com, he reported that the finance minister in Russia, Anton Sil Silwanov, confirmed that half of Russia's gold and foreign reserves have been frozen by unilateral sanctions. So they have a problem there. They have a problem with gold abroad. And this is, you know, brought into the question, why are, why are the Russian gold reserves away from their grip? Hmm. They're outside. So there's a yeah, problem even there. Germany got back their gold, right? Or most of it. Most of it. But Russia has also confirmed that they have their they ha they have their gold, their national gold in the country. It's safe, it's secure, but they're not using it to back up the ruble. They're not using it to back up the old system, the old product. They're moving on to something new, because he who has the gold makes the rules. They can set up a new platform, a new partnership, a freer partnership, and one that is underlined with gold. So this is a huge initiative. They've already started this, and this can start the way for maybe an, an international, uh, a broadened system under underpinned with gold, a new system that is, uh, that's, you know, can't be hindered by by sanctions and this and that. So it's a very interesting time for the ruble. You know, anything denominated right now in the old currency, a fiat paper-based currency, you know. If you're holding paper, this is the time to, you know, to convert into gold like the Russians are doing, like the world is doing more than ever before. So this is a case of fiat currencies don't really last. Anything can happen. If you're holding physical gold, you're, you're ready for transitions. What 
the moves that they look like they're appearing to make is one of the necessity is the mother of invention. If I'm cut off from this system, I'm going to have to create a new system and which partners are want to be involved. And I think Saudi Arabia want, wanted to be involved as well, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So you, you do have some entities out there saying, okay, we'll, we can, we're, we're with you. We'll sidestep perhaps. Um, you know, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Uh, geopolitically, it is important to protect yourself and insulate yourself. And that's one of the reasons to have a physical asset in your hands versus, you know, currencies in the bank type of thing, mm-hmm. right? Currencies away, o- offshore, that kind of thing. So the idea here is physical gold, physical silver has no counterparty risk. That's the takeaway here. But if you can't hold it, you don't own it. In this case, I'm, I'm almost positive all of this Russian gold that's overseas and frozen is being held within those systems within those banking systems where they can say just like they did to venezuela's gold in london you know we're all central banks we're all colluding together how do you know because they all raise interest rates together they all drop interest rates together um they're all part of that banking cabal so Mm -hmm. they can cut it off they can cut off they can freeze it so you want to be out of that that's why it's important with us that we store at Brinks, which is independent, we also use IDS of Canada, which is also independent, outside the banking system. This isn't being held at, you know, somewhere on King Street. That's right. And even at the, uh, even gold that was held uh, in the New York Fed, it was, uh, the Fed definitely confiscated some of Afghanistan's reserves. So this is, um, this is paramount of a time where if we're seeing uh, a setup of a new system, we're seeing the one key takeaway in this in this Russia, in, in the new agreement between uh, Europe and and China is that anything that needs to be begin or start fresh begins with gold, because China has the gold. We know Kazakhstan's been importing tons of gold. Uh, their central banks are are I don't even know if they call them central banks anymore. Their their banks are holding physical gold, because any type of new system has to begin with trust. How can you begin something new without trust? And that trusted asset has always been gold. It will always be that one asset that is a monetary asset without anyone's liability, without with zero counterparty risk. If you own it, you have you can pivot, you can make moves, you can make deals, and you can make a new currency if you have to. You know, it's been around for five thousand years. It's going to be around for another five thousand years. If you can turn water into wine and tin into silver, then you probably won't need gold in the future. But as it stands now, this is what you need as a way to protect your wealth. So definitely looking at the geopolitical risks out there, it's important to have some physical gold in your possession. In the next segment, Jerry, I think we should talk about the difficulty perhaps of getting that physical gold in your possession these days, because the supplies are extremely, extremely tight. The number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. Coming up in the next segment, we'll talk about what's going on in Canadian real estate according to Better Dwelling. We'll talk about AMC. They're back in the news. Remember they had that uh, that big short kind of squeeze, and a lot of people made a lot of money short, uh, not shorting AMC, but going the other way. And they had a big short squeeze. So what does that have to do with gold? All of a sudden. Mm. Again, the number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. If you want to get involved, one of the best ways to do that is to go to the e store. 
guildhallpreciousmetals.com. You can see the different products that are available. You can look at the different prices and how it interacts with the spot price of gold and silver. We'll talk about that in the next segment just to give you a little education there. But definitely go check out that website to understand the different products available, the different prices, and that's at guildhallpreciousmetals.com. This is The Real Money Show on AM640, and we'll be right back. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. If you've never acquired physical precious metals before, we encourage you to go to the website guildhallpreciousmetals.com and dip a toe in the water. Pick up a 10-ounce bar of silver, maybe an ounce of gold. You can schedule a pickup. You can schedule to have it delivered to you. We accept e-transfer. You can do debit at pickup. And uh, we also have a different, some other various ways of a of getting involved and making payments and you can call us and we'll talk all about that. So speaking of getting physical product in the market, Jerry, just uh, let's, let's dig into that a little bit. Just how tough was it to fulfill orders? You know, Jeremy, at the beginning of the week, uh, we just finished up by the first week, March break is over. So as March break began, when we started the week, I thought, okay, it's March break. Maybe people are taking a break. They're going to be hanging out with the family. So I'm like, this could be the week where we can get caught up and apologize for those people that called us last week and, and get caught up and, and you know do the admin stuff, but not the case. Uh, this is March Madness. I'm going to continue to call this March Madness for the rest of the month and maybe into, maybe into April. But the demand has really elevated to a point where uh, we're scrambling. Um, you know, these, these are the only times I necessarily see you during the week, Jeremy, is when we record the show. We're just, we're just like running Ships around. Night. That's right. Chicken, chickens with heads cut off here, just trying to get and literally fighting for silver for, to fill orders. But thankfully, um, silver always tends to just pop out of nowhere with Paul at the helm with the inventory and contacting wholesalers. Um, mitigating the the rise in premium so it's a constant juggle and this will I think this is just going to continue I just spoke to him before we jumped on air and he was saying that he's going to pay a higher premium with one of our wholesalers to make sure that they can deliver it quicker whereas with one of the other wholesalers the price uh, would be as is but we could wait uh, a month or six weeks Mm. and we don't have the time to wait a month or six weeks no so in terms of pricing, Jerry, if you're new to the market, how concerned should you be with price? How sensitive should you be for price? You know, it's a competitive market. You know, prices are, are generally put up onto e-stores and, and websites, and you can see what things cost. But in terms of getting into the market with these higher premiums, how sensitive should you be, even if you're if even if you're not new to the market right now, premiums are high. Should do should that be a concern? Not for not for this asset. This is an asset class that is considered as wealth insurance. Uh, these are these are physical assets, assets that you have to mine, you have to bring to the market, you have to refine it, you have to supply it to the one of the many wholesalers out there, one of the few wholesalers that actually have the product now, and then source it to Guildhall. So that entire uh, that entire chain has been impacted, and we have to anticipate higher premiums. We're seeing higher premiums in also in almost every product. In the, in the world, everything has gone up. 
So what we're right, seeing, but you can't invest in a cup of coffee or or a loaf of bread. Mm-hmm. Not that gold is investing; it's money, but it's where you're going to store your wealth, where it's going to be protected and grow. As, and grow in value as the prices of the metals go. And no, it's not. It's not a matter of um, you know waiting for a lower spot price because there's a lot of other things, a lot of other caveats that are happening behind the scenes. There's what's happening with the loonie, what's happening with uh, with the supply shortages. Um, you know, if you're interested in only price, I usually just say you know buy the certificate, buy the paper silver certificate, buy the gold certificate, and just track that. And, and and it's not your wealth insurance. So what you're saying is is there is an alternative. There's always alternatives. If if it's if if the price is too contentious, if it's a strong sensitivity to the fact that gold might be at you know 1950 U.S. an ounce, but to buy it it's going to be 2060. You know, like a 120, 130 dollars over that paper price, cotton, not the t-shirt, right? So we're buying the T-shirt, and that can cost an extra $120, $130 over the spot price. If that's just something you can't can't rationalize, then there is an alternative, which you're saying is paper. Of course, at that point, you're taking on counterparty risk, which means you have an investment. And if you're going to own physical gold and silver, the idea is to not have any counterparty risk. You want to have your un- your product unencumbered versus paper. But that is an alternative. And we're confident by what we say because when we pull up like charts like this, Jeremy, when you when we have the top twenty producing countries of silver, okay, and as we can see, Mexico is on top, Peru, China, top three. Year over year, in one year, they're down approximately six percent between all of these twenty countries. So less and less silver is coming out of the ground. Could could that be attributed though to you know um, staff catching COVID and things like that, shutdowns? Unfortunately not. According to the Silver Institute, they actually take this chart and they extrapolate even further back. So beyond COVID into 2018, 2017, this is the same type of price action. Sorry, not the price action, the uh, the reduction in supply coming out of the ground. This has been the trend before COVID. So this is going to continue. It probably got exacerbated because of the lockdowns and because of inflation. Um, and even further, if you look at the top 20 producing companies, mining companies, they're down almost half of production coming out of the ground. So while we're quabbling about spot prices, what's happening behind the scenes is that there's no supply. So anticipate higher premiums, spot price will have to break and catch up to the to fix the premium issue because there is no premium. There's no premium. This is the actual physical cost of the bullion. Yeah, and you know what? The the myth is that there's never enough product, right? And that's where we're finding ourselves now. We're saying there's not enough product to fill demand. There's not enough product to fill demand. There always is enough product at the right price. So what's happening right now is we have a broken system. The paper price is too low. It's not reflecting um, the value in, of the actual product. The price discovery mechanism is broken because on the comics, they're just pushing paper, paper, paper to keep the price low. Why are they keeping the price low? Okay. If you're new to the market, be prepared to have your mind blown. <laughs> Gold is the barometer of the health of the financial system. So it is the canary in the coal mine. If gold is going up like crazy, then everybody knows what's wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, today, everyone knows what's wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they all know it. Every single person that's walking into our doors says the same thing. Inflation, 
government overreach or you know lack of faith in the government. Um, they're talking about the geopolitical issues, and there's a lot of concerns all across the board. And then, of course, they're matched that with, okay, well, I only have this or that, and you know, supplies are constantly coming in. Mm-hmm. There's things constantly coming in, but they're going out as fast. So it's it's tough for people to be picky in that sense. So you have all these 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 pistons. Everything's just moving, uh, firing away at us, but the barometer itself is not working. Right. But and but everybody knows. Everybody knows. And and in the words of uh, you, Rick Rule, the former director of Sprott, he said the cure for low prices are low prices. And as the prices have remained low and suppressed with paper shorts and and paper supply keeping prices at a minimum the cure for that is low prices because as people have an opportunity to buy the silver at these price at these the physical silver at these prices slowly the supply starts to dwindle the premium starts to rise that's why he says the cure for low prices is low prices because people are just going to buy oh yeah and yeah, buy yeah, I see what supply you're has been curtailed over an exp- over extended and in a depressed period of time, the prices will eventually break. Yeah, the, the, that, by the way, that's the reason why I don't really follow Rick Rule that much. Because it's just say what you're trying to say. <laughs> like at the end of the day, Very poetic. at the end of the day, the price needs to skyrocket. If the price skyrocketed, you're buying half as much, yeah. which means our supply doubled. If the price of silver quadruples, you're buying a quarter of what you could actually afford, which means our inventory quadruples and all of a sudden, there's enough product to go around. So at some point, that's going to happen with or without the COMEX, with or without the paper price. Mm-hmm. Because I just said, Paul has to pay a premium to get the product here from the from the wholesalers who've already raised their premiums, right? right. He's paying an extra premium to get the product in, in, a, in a timely fashion. Mm-hmm. So I, I liken it to... Every one of these end-of-the-world movies you watch, the plane is on the tarmac, it's running, and there's not a lot of seats left, and people are rushing to get on board. It's a boat attached to the dock, and the village is burning down, and there's not a lot of seats left, and we're trying to get into the boat, and eventually the plane's going to take off. Eventually the boat's going to undock, and that's it. That's it. The the silver train's going to leave the station. All aboard. That's it. All aboard. You either had it or you didn't. Yeah. Right? Now, that kind of leads, I feel like that's sort of leading to the next maybe topic of the, the Hollywood. show. Let's go Hollywood. Which is, which is, there is a tendency with physical gold. I've noticed this specifically over the last couple of weeks. Um, there's, in the past, Jerry, we've always talked about people instantly when they're buying the physical, they go, their mind goes straight to, well, what if someone confiscates it? That's the past, right? We've always talked, we've talked about that. And it's kind of like, well, the government takes what 40% of your income in income tax, Mm -hmm. and you pay 13% on top of that. Yes. And then they put inflation at two when it's really five, or they say seven when it's really 15. (laughs) And there goes 70% of the fruits of your labor, right? Okay, you are a debt slave. Mm -hmm. We are a debt slave. When you're giving up 70% of your income, that's slave labor, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we, we think about we think about slave labor meaning receiving pennies. But what if slave labor is actually, no, 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 we're going to give you a million, everyone's a millionaire. But you don't have anything to rub together, mm-hmm. you know? I think uh, Zimbabwe's like that. They had broke billionaires. That's right. Right? 
So we can talk more about that. But the other thing that I'm noticing, and this was the main point, is people somehow think instantly, well, I'm going to need this to barter with, aren't I? How do we go from we've got lights and Teslas to all of a sudden we're going to be like Kabul or something, mm-hmm. right? We're going to be Venezuela. Yeah. What What do you think is the – is do you think we have the propensity to become that? Do you think we're going to do you think you're going to need silver to barter with? That would mean that would mean the, that states the obvious that we do have a currency issue and yes, we do have a currency issue globally. Every nation's currency is on a is on the way down. It's just being destroyed left, right and center however you want to look at it. The rate of inflation is in the double digits. So we do have a currency issue. Now, if the currency would go by the, the loonie, for example, the Canadian dollar, the loonie, uh, goes by way of the dodo and goes down. The loonie goes with the dodo? That's right. I like it. Um, so therefore, it would need to be replaced with another currency, similar to the uh, the Italian lira, which became the euro. You have a window of opportunity to convert. Um, so I don't see the need to you know, go over and above maybe a few tubes of maples, maybe a monster box of maples, have some small increments. But for larger investors who are you know, holding you know, six digits or seven digits in precious metals, you don't want to go with smaller items. You don't, the, the point is a store of value because in the event of a new currency, you can now pivot. Your gold is now convertible in any currency old currencies or any new currencies that may come up if it's the IMF's special drawing right that gets uh, that's been in existence since the 80s or 70s if they decide to roll this currency out well guess what your gold and silver is going to be converted into that and that is the point of gold and silver they'll always be convertible uh, you're never cornered you can you can turn you can pivot you can't pivot with a dead currency so this is the problem and for the for the idea of needing to barter, yes, Venezuelans did have to, they abandoned the cryptocurrency project that they had because the power went out, and they did go back to grams and going on the street and selling and buying and having commerce with gold. But for for a large scale to have a G7 nation potentially going back to a barter system, maybe if the power goes out for a few days, but a long-term system where we're going to be bartering with gold and silver, I don't subscribe to that notion. I think it's more the gold and silver is not to spend, maybe to gift, maybe smaller items to gift as for someone's birthday or a wedding wedding gift. Um, that's the point for smaller items. Um, you know, maybe some tubes of silver maples, as I mentioned earlier, for survivaling and for preparedness. But it's really about bang for the buck, how many loonies how many, how many ounces of silver or gold can I get with my loonies? So you want to go with much much more economical. And you have to keep in mind that gold and silver are the most liquid asset classes. Big markets, you can sell without an issue. The 100-ounce silver bar sells just as quickly and easily as a 1-ounce silver coin. It's, it's all about the bridge. Gold and silver are the bridge. You store your wealth in the bridge. Yes. And that way, whatever comes next, you're prepared to convert into that. The Italian lira, they lost a lot of their purchasing power going into the euro. If you owned a lot of gold and then did the conversion, you're good. If you had gold in Venezuela, 
you're probably not in Venezuela anymore. That's right. If you had the gold, you had your wealth to be able to leave. Yeah. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about Canadian real estate. You're not going to want to miss it. It's The Real Money Show on AM640. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. At Guildhall, everything is physical. You can buy physical precious metals over the counter, take it home. You can schedule an appointment to come to the office and do that purchase. You can go through the e-store at guildhallpreciousmetals.com, pick up a few 10-ounce bars, maybe an ounce of gold, have it delivered, schedule a pickup. It's a great way to get started in the market. And then, of course, if you have a registered account like an RSP or TFSA, you can hold physical gold and silver in that account. It's yours. You own it. No one else has a claim on it. It's stored in a vault outside the banking system, and it's completely unencumbered. You receive an inventory report, and if all else fails, if you're unhappy or you decide, you know what, I need this product in my hand, then you can deregister it and take physical delivery. So those are some of the things that we offer, and as well, natural fancy colored diamonds. Jerry, on that, we were just kind of quickly talking about it. I mean, we know... Uh, before the show, we know that the Argyle mine shut. They produce 90% of the world's pinks. Yellows have been a little bit slow to to pick up again. But I imagine that as things, as people start to clamor towards assets to protect themselves against this double-digit inflation that's happening, and let's be honest, we should stop calling it inflation. We should say money printing destroying the currency. I think inflation somehow neutralizes what what is actually happening. Mm-hmm. They're printing money. It's devaluing the currency at a rapid rate. And at some point, people are going to want to clamor into assets. And maybe gold and silver won't be available. What do you think is destined for the colored diamond market? It's always been very steady. Yes, we, we got a little quiet with the COVID lockdowns, but it's always been steady with the, with the diamond market, especially a Guildhall diamond, which... As as many of our listeners know, we don't compromise on any of the diamond's attributes, specifically clar- clarity and color. Um, so diamonds that we had in the inventory, they've gone. Um, the pink diamonds have all left. Um, we are on the cusp of looking for some to come back. Um, but as those, as similar to the blue diamonds and the red diamonds that we had 10 years ago, I haven't seen them since. You can't replace them. And you, you just can't replace them. Even if we tried, they wouldn't be sold. Um, they know people and these investors know the reasons why they, why they own these assets. It's, for, it's concentrated wealth, and you can literally move any corner of the earth and have these diamonds that are worth a, a house in, in the palm of your hand. So this is a very strategic asset for those who are getting out of Dodge, potentially. But these are assets that have historically moved in the opposite direction of of, of the, a dropping currency. This is a protection, a store of value, and one that's a, a, just tremendously beautiful. I mean, we can get lost. When we did have some downtime, Jeremy, you and I would just take some diamonds out and we'd just you know, gaze into these diamonds and get lost into the color and the scintillation of the, of the fire of a stone. It's a beautiful asset class, one that will continually be in high demand, and as a result, prices do continually move up. Now, we're seeing the... Uh, the t- pink diamonds um, leave the leave the firm, and naturally, 
the yellow diamonds will be the next one on in vogue. So um, here's looking up for the vivid yellows, the intense yellows, um, anything over two carat, it's uh, going to be money in the bank. And I think as well, for those that may be concerned about any storm, any sort of government overreach and the concept of, you know, can assets be seized, right? Maybe cash isn't safe. Maybe digitized things aren't safe. But maybe if I have something that there is no uh, precedent of these things being taken, you know, in, in the 30s, they quote unquote confiscated gold, meaning the government gave people money for their gold. And then they turned around and revalued gold. That was the confiscation, right? right? But uh, people were willing to do it. They trusted their government. Today, they don't. So maybe natural fancy color diamond in that sense becomes a good diversifier overall for your portfolio. Jerry, let's talk about Canadian real estate. I grabbed a couple of articles um, off uh, betterdwelling.com. It's a great blog. It, it gives you a lot of information about what's going on in the real estate market. And I just kind of want to quickly run through these just to give our listeners a sense of what is being shown on this site. Uh, here's, a, here's a title. Canadian real estate is about to blow past the late 80s bubble from BMO. Uh, BMO senior economist Robert Kavsik says affordability is currently stretched with low rates. As rates go through normalization, the bubble is expected to eclipse the last one. Despite low rates, Canadian, Canadians need nearly the largest share of income ever to pay a mortgage. No, this isn't just in places like Toronto or Vancouver. Right across the country, home prices are rising tens of thousands per month. Affordability is stretched everywhere. But BMO used Ontario for the comparison. This is the most likely due to the well-documented boom-bust cycle its market has seen before. Moving, moving on, in the article, they just show that Canadian real estate bubble risks are adding up. Quote, the consensus estimate for the Bank of Canada overnight's rate is more than 100 basis points higher by year-end. BMO's calculations are are also aren't factoring any more exuberance, which is unlikely. Current momentum has prices rising by thousands per day. It would have to be a big shock for markets already at risky levels. Housing valuations are stretched, heading into a series of higher rates. Is the market at risk? Could be. The current real estate market looks like the late 80s bubble on steroids in more ways than one. Whether it ends the same will be a mystery. But don't dismiss the possibility due to popular narratives. They hint there are many similarities. Demographic boom, inflation, and speculation. We'll have to wait to see the outcome. So there was a bubble in the 80s. They're saying this bubble is bigger, which means the bigger they are, the harder they fall. What's, what's the one that you have there, Jay? So Oxford Economics, their latest report for and forecast for Canadian real estate, they expect prices to drop uh, 24% and can potentially crash 40%. Um, and they do cite the 1980s uh, 80s cycle in real estate. And you know, they cited because of rising inflation. And we also saw lower confidence and they see a spending drop. And that's another thing. Canadians are spending a lot less, a lot less speculation from the Canadian consumer today. And this is because, you know, the, the recipe for the real estate market where we have where we are today is because of cheap money and low interest rates. It's that easy. So if thankfully, you know, I locked in a five year just recently, and this is going to con probably continue with uh, rate hikes. 
and um, you know with confidence just down the drain as well as a, a spending drop. Uh, 24% is, is a possibility according to Oxford Economics. So we're seeing a lot of people hesitate in jumping back into the real estate market and parking their cash, their proceeds for selling maybe an investment house, and they're parking in gold. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Let's see what's going on at AMC. We'll talk about that in the next segment. You're listening to The Real Money Show on AM640. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. And if you want to buy some physical precious metals, go to the e-store, guildhallpreciousmetals.com. And you can pick up uh, some, some smaller products, some ounces of gold. Great way to acquire the product um, with the comfort of home. And it's very quick and easy and a great way to kind of just dip a toe in the water and get involved and see what it means to actually own physical precious metals in your portfolio. Jerry, just before break, we were talking about the real estate market. And uh, one article from Better Dwelling was talking about that the bubble looks bigger today than in the 80s. And in another article uh, from, uh, which was it from? Oxford Economics, they're calling for almost a 40% decrease in real estate. And I think part of this is not just raising interest rates, but also the rising, the, the rising inflation rate at 15%. People might have been prepared for, for higher interest rates. They're so low, who cares if they go up a little bit? We can still afford it. But mm -hmm. maybe when you add the grocery bill and the heating bill and the, the, the gas prices and everything else that's going up around it, and as a result of it, and you know supply chain disruptions adding to that as well, mm -hmm. you kind of say, okay, maybe that wasn't planned for, or maybe, maybe it's time to get out while the getting's good. You know, who knows? It's mm -hmm. it, it's hard to see what will happen. But certainly there have been many people that we've spoken to who've elected to get out of the market and are holding, staying pat in physical gold and silver and waiting for another moment to maybe jump back in the market. Are you seeing the same? Mm -hmm. I'm seeing a, I'm, I'm seeing the same as well. Um, even I, my me for myself and my family, we own some physical silver for the purpose of of buying a house outright, similar to that what happened in 1980, where the silver to gold ratio dropped down to 15 to one, and this could be the opportunity for those who are listening who don't own a home, and are and are watching the payments, uh, the payments just going through the roof. If you're paying rent, you're almost your rent is almost three thousand dollars in Toronto. This is insane times. And you, we or rather, we did a, a we did a show about how many ounces of silver it should take to buy a house. Mm -hmm. And that's on our YouTube channel. If you just Check go to YouTube, Guildhall Wealth. What was the title of the show? You want to own a home, buy silver. Right. Want to buy a home, own, buy silver. Yeah. And I think it was, I think, to give not to give it away, but I think it was something like 2,000 ounces of silver yeah. would do the trick. So uh, check out that show. See our reasoning for that. Uh, let's talk about AMC. AMC, uh, they, you know, the, the Reddit crowd looked at AMC going back, I guess, so a year ago maybe plus, and um, they said, oh, wow, this thing's being really shorted. Let's all buy it as a group and push this thing up, and it will we'll get the short squeeze on it. We'll all make a ton of money. And it did. That's what happened. Now, all of a sudden, AMC themselves are making moves 
that would make the hashtag silver squeeze movement blush. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So this is an amazing revelation coming from the CEO, um, Adam Aaron of AMC. So this is a, a movie stock. This is a, a movie company, Jeremy, who has decided to take a strategic, they took a 22% strategic position in Highcroft Mining in a $27.9 million all-cash trade. Now, the CEO, Adam Aaron, tweeted and said, AMC is playing an offense again with a bold diversification move. We just purchased 22% of Highcroft Mining. It has 15 million ounces of gold reserves and 600 million ounces of silver resources. He says... To state the obvious, one would not normally think of a movie theater company's core competency includes gold or silver mining. The rationale, however, is to create value for shareholders. By providing liquidity at the bottom to a company with rock-solid assets that have been undervalued. And what I find very interesting, Jeremy, is that this is a company, AMC, that knows a lot about pressure on shorts in the market. Now, AMC knows all about during the Reddit run-up, the, the, the AMC squeeze. Because for those people who don't know... They were part of the GameStop squeeze as well. Yeah, so AMC was one of the most heavily shorted stocks on the New York Stock Exchange before the Reddit group, Wall Street Bets crowd, pumped up and started buying AMC left, right, and center. And a short is a bet that the prices will drop. And when people go on the opposite side, it puts pressures, pressure on these, the New York Stock Exchange, these bankers of, of, of trying to destroy the company. So they know something about a squeeze, and they know exactly what's happening to silver at the same time with silver shorts under pressure as supply is dwindling. So this is an amazing time. He sees silver as being undervalued. They're positioning strategically in silver, and his message is pretty simple is that the supply dynamics of the precious metal, they lend themselves to speculators as the value slash price mismatch, mismatch persists. So price is one thing, but the, but the value of the silver, he knows as a tech firm, you need silver in almost every single industrial attribute in the world, and this is tremendous value for the shareholders. Well done. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, what would a wedding be without hearing some Michael Jackson, right? That's true. What would the real money show be without talking a little bit about the Fed and interest rates? Right. Uh, here's a, a, a headline, Peter Schiff, the most anticipated and least significant rate hike ever. He, you can kind of read between the lines on that. Now, one person uh, was talking about the fact that one bank is translating uh, what Powell said the other day when they finally started raising interest rates, we are now pricing the rate cuts and QE that will follow the Fed's policy error. Why? Because they tried this in 2018 and it completely failed. Mm -hmm. Trying to throw a quarter point at the market, even with the threat of more points down the road, you're literally throwing a paper towel into a pool and saying, let's sop up this liquidity. It's not going to happen. In the meantime, we know that raising interest rates is going to pummel the economy into a massive recession or depression in a time where in inflation is raging and demand destruction is already clearly 
at hand. Yeah. So there is no doubt they're going to take inflation and they are going to go all in on it. And eventually they're going to have to start printing more money. So when we talked about this 10 years ago, 15 years ago, to infinity and beyond with quantitative easing, we've only just started to see the opening of this, the prelude of it. It yeah. is going to get massively worse. So get your physical gold and silver so that you can protect your wealth, make sure that it's not just in a currency, that it's in an asset that has managed to stave off regime changes and fiat currency failures for thousands of years. That's the track record you're looking for. Sanity in an insane world. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Thank you for everyone. And by the way, great to meet a lot of new friends. Uh, Delta's a great new friend. I want to say quick little shout out to Delta there. And um, thank you so much for our listeners. We can't wait to speak to you again next week here on The Real Money Show on AM640. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.